I wanted to kick this episode off with a thank you. Thank you for listening to Sounds Profitable, for reading the newsletter, for watching the deep dives. Thank you for helping me and this amazing podcast and amazing opportunity to grow. With it being so close to the end of the year, with everybody being, I think, a little bit burned out, we've decided that this is going to be our last episode until the second week in January. So I hope you really enjoy this. I'm so glad to have Jake on the show. And from all of us at Sounds Profitable, thank you, seriously, because without you, this wouldn't even exist. Sounds Profitable's gorgeous artwork and the artists behind it. That's what we're talking about today on Sounds Profitable with me, Ariel Nissenblatt. And me, Brian Barletta. Thanks to Magellan AI for sponsoring this article. Your podcast download counts displayed where advertisers are planning their buys. Join NPR and thousands of other podcasts on Magellan AI verified downloads. Go to Magellan.ai for more details. I'm excited to kick it off. Jake Crow, welcome to the show. Thank you. And to the folks who are regular listeners, you'll know that usually I'm not involved in the interview, so I'm excited to be here on the interview side of things. Usually I am up at the top of the show and at the bottom of the show, but here I am in the meat of the show. Very excited to be here. So Jake and Brian uh, go way back. And Jake has been an integral part of the Sounds Profitable team for a while. You listeners and readers might recognize his name because he is the artist behind all the beautiful banners at Sounds Profitable on the newsletter. And so, Jake and Brian, how do you guys know each other? Tell us a story. Sure, yeah. Well, Brian and I first met in college, and I don't know if it was our first meeting, but like what solidified sort of like how we became friends was at a LAN party. We all had our laptops around, and I think he asked me to reach over and plug his laptop in for them, and I... I don't know, being the fool that I am, uh, had a, a cup of water or a bottle of water in my hand without the cap on. And I just reached for it and just dumped the entire thing into his laptop. Um, mm. And I don't know it, what could have <laughs> so, could have gone like the enemy route, went the friendship route. And here we are today. I, I vividly remember being like, Jake, and you like looking at the water while it was still pouring into the center of the laptop and you saying, ah, and I had to like be like, Jake, and then you moved it. If it was it was a fateful thing. I don't think either of us were even involved in it. It like had to happen. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. We are, I think we both were like, oh, how do we survive this? But the laptop survived. The land party went on pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, and What's we a land became, party? Uh, Oh, a LAN party, local area network. Oh it's back, my God! Back where we used to connect our computers directly to each other, so we could play video Do they games. Still no exist? way! Yeah. You need no, to explain what so. that is. Like that's not. I was like a land party. Are you hanging out on grass? What are you talking about? <laughs> you, so you've never seen like the pictures of people with all their computers out, like their big towers and their monitors, and there's like ten people in a room playing video I don't games think so. together. I was not a gamer. Also, what year was this? Wait, wait, we were in 2000... college in 2004, 2005. Yeah, yeah. So it'd probably be 2004 or wow. five. Yeah. Was it dial-up? No, was, not at that was point. Definitely it was, at least cable connection yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah. I was still dial-up at home then, but I think in in the school we were there. Got it. And we, I think there was a good amount of us, uh, and yeah, it solidified our friendship. We both went on to become uh, RAs, resident assistants, and oh. then eventually we moved in together. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was yeah. great. We had a so we nice. had a cat. We shared a. Yeah. A it's, naked it's cat. Debatable if that was a cat. Yeah. A naked cat. Yeah, she was a sphinx. Yeah. Vasa was her. I know a sphinx. I used to live with a sphinx. Oh yeah. Named Pokey. Shout out to Pokey. <laughs> Everything was brown in the house because the cat 
cat it's would want to like sit on things yeah. and its skin is just so oily. We should have bathed her way oh. more often than we did. Way more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was a spot oh on the couch that was hers. That was, and you Ew. knew it was hers because <laughs> there was just this brown halo. She's a good cat. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> While we were in college, one of the big things was that, you know, Jake's art was always so fun. And we always talked about web comics and stuff like that. And, you know, Jake always explained to me that, like, if he had an idea, he'd go forward with it. But, like, doing somebody else's ideas never work, right? Because the inspiration doesn't fit. And I think that in college at that point, it, I mean, that's pretty true, right? Because it's doing it for fun. I don't think there were a lot of people doing art online and making money off. It was pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even some of the big web comics, like, they didn't make livable money, but they made money. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of, we always talked about it. Jake had tons of ideas. And so when Sounds Profitable kicked off, he was the first person I, I went to. I said, look, I got article topics, which is where it started as. I was like, I'll give you the topic and then you can do literally whatever you want. And then it actually transitioned. And I think that would be really fun to to dig into because Ar Ariel, you're a big part of the art now too, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Jake worked really hard to take my article concepts, which I write later and later in the week, sometimes on the weekends, <laughs> because I'm just packed with other work and turn it into art. And that wasn't working timeline wise, right? I wasn't giving enough time. And I understood that. And Ariel, me and you, the first step into us working together was, you, you know, you run earbuds, which is a recommendation newsletter. And I said, could we do recommendations in the podcast? And so I, I'd love to hear from you, like what inspired the current direction that that you and Jake went on with art? Yeah, well, first, I'll just say before I ever worked for Sounds Profitable, the thing that was so attractive to me about the newsletter was not just the content within, but it was also the artwork. I thought it was so fun and goofy, and I loved the the blobs of robot humans. That was really funny to me and always made me want to open the newsletter, and I imagine that's the case for other people, too. So I, I remember asking you, Brian, who does your artwork? Because I'm always looking for... To, to give recommendations to people who need cover art and things like that. And you said, it's my buddy, Jake Crow. We have a story about a laptop. It's what bonded <laughs> us together forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. When you and I first started talking about working together, Brian, you said, what do you think of a podcast recommendation piece as part of the newsletter? How would that fit into the overall look and feel of the newsletter? And I said, I think it works. I think, you know, people want to subscribe to a newsletter about podcast ad tech, but it can be a lot of dense information. Maybe they need a little break and maybe they need an example of a podcast that they've never heard of that might be using ad tech in a different way. So I said, OK, let's do that. So, um, yeah, basically what Jake does is he says to me in our Slack channel, I need new podcast recommendations. And then I'll go to my library and I will figure out what it is that I've been listening to lately that might be interesting to parody. I send those to him and then he says, all right, I'm going to tackle this one first. And then he sends it to me and then I write a recommendation for it and so on and so forth. And that's how the magic happens. Back and forth. <laughs> I like it a lot because I get to see all the things that the, you know, you're listening to. And then I get to see Jake's thoughts on them. Um, uh, Jake, I'll say it on the podcast. Uh, everybody really loved last week's. Oh, what great. was the, oh, it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. What was the podcast? It was called an eyesore and a plague. And it's a podcast. Shout out to them, Paulina and John. It's a podcast about the formation of the New York City suburbs. And I'm obsessed with it. It's so well done, independently produced. And the artwork that they made is beautiful and the artwork that Jake parodied is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, those colors were very inspiring. That was probably my favorite one thus far as well. Yeah. Just to work on How do you photos. make it? What's the process? Um, so I usually start, I'll dig through uh, the existing art that 
that someone else has made already for the for that podcast. Um, and I'll try to look at all the different like iterations and different things that they've done over their years too to try and get a grasp of sort of who the podcast is. Um, and I don't always listen to them. I will occasionally, but usually the art itself is enough. And my main goals going in are to include the bots that we've created like over the year. But I also try to bring podcasting into it if I can and not just straight up maybe parroting the subject matter or anything like that because sometimes the subject matters could be heavy or just completely outside of like podcasting. So I go in and I do very rough sketches on my own and then I share uh, with you a pretty rough sketch usually. Uh, <laughs> and then then I generally watch the Great British Bake Off and sit down <laughs> and draw while I do that. And that's sort of like becomes my like evening. And what tools do you use to draw? Do you mean you're drawing with a pencil and paper or are you doing it digitally all, on some yeah, sort of program? I'm all digital. I do. Um, I work in Procreate uh, pretty much exclusively. Um, and then I jump over to Photoshop or Illustrator if I need to for any other refinements or tech stuff. So that's all on your iPad? Oh, yeah. iPad Pro wow. has been the digital tool that I've needed my entire life. Yeah. That pencil... That it's just a sketch. I don't use it for anything else. I know iPads are very versatile, but it's literally replaced paper for me and paints. Wow. I've never been a, a messy artist. Uh, like this back here is like my wife's art station, which is a little bit more chaotic than I like to be. I'm very like straight and narrow and going digital takes 100% of the mess away. Yeah, because when you say sketch, it's really funny to me because yeah. I keep thinking, I was like, oh, cool. There's a sketch before you send over, like the colored version that you send over. And no, that's what you mean by sketch. Because with the iPad, you're just able to flip through different brushes and pencils and pens oh, and, yeah. and colors and everything. So what you send us is just, it really, to me, just kind of looks like the fuzzy version of the final. And that's sort of what it is because it all starts as a sort of fuzziness that I then kind of like <laughs> slowly it's I I draw a little more you know I like big shapes and I I draw in more of like a like a chisel like I chisel away at it I feel it's a little more sculpting than it is drawing for me I, I break things down rather than build things up that's awesome are there any patterns that you've noticed since you've started to do these podcast recommendation sketches like any colors that you see more of or any shapes that you've seen recurring in these podcast cover arts that you've taken on for yourself? Um, definitely the, my own work has refined in sort of like, like the flowers that I just did. Um, I have, I'm already bringing that kind of stuff into like my day job, which I'm, what is your day job by the way? Sure. I'm a graphic designer. Um, I don't know if I can, I'll say, uh, for Vistaprint I do. Um, oh, cool. yeah, I do all of the like templates you see on the website are made by my team. So like, I'll bring a lot of what I do into that. It's not always straight up illustration what I do at work, but it's nice to be able to bring the work that I'm doing here back into the into the day job. But as far as, you know, common occurrences am amongst sort of these podcasts, there really aren't a lot. Podcasting is like insanely diverse and not even just in subject mm. matter, but in, you know, art styles and artworks. Like I feel like I'm not starting from the beginning every time, but always learning something new as I'm kind of 
creating these and it's really nice to like it's a really nice way to learn from other artists and see mm-hmm. like how they've sort of tackled things because like to go back to um uh the an eyesore and a plague like that's like a beautifully painted piece and like even just looking at that um when you had put that as as a recommendation it was intimidating and i was like this is <laughs> gonna take me 40 hours to like sit down and go through but then as i got into it and like you know, you feel those light colors and you see the like sort of enchanted imagery that's involved in all of that. It really like, I don't know, pushes you and keeps you kind of going. And I thought what came out was really very pretty, which pretty isn't always how I describe myself. (laughs) (laughs) Have any of the podcasts really grabbed you? You know, you said you listened to some of them, but has any of Rel's Rex caught your attention and you started listening? You know, I'm going to be honest and say, no, I'm not. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel bad saying this on your podcast. I do not listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh. Uh, I, I know. It's true. Ian, You're cut in trouble. That. Cut it. You're going to have to. No, just, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> but it's true. I think podcasts fit into different people's lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a career for me and Ariel. And, you know, there there are definitely times where I don't listen to anything but music. And sometimes I'll fall into audiobooks for a long amount of time. Like I'm just about to dig into the expanse Mm -hmm. and that's going to knock me out of podcast for a bit. I'm sure it will. Yeah. And then you just find a show, right? Like right now I'm obsessed with midnight burger and Joe, the guy at your recommendation. (laughs) It is good. Yeah. Joe, the guy who created it, I asked him for a few more recommendations and he gave me some and I'm devouring those, but there's definitely times where it doesn't fit. And you, you said that there were two podcasts that you did like one or two podcasts that you would listen to on your own. Yeah. So I listened to three point perspective, which is an illustration podcast. They, so they go into like a lot of sort of questions that like working illustrators have and they break those things down and it's sort of less about the craft and more about the business of, of illustration, which is not something that kind of exists in schools when you're when you're going to school for art and even just when you're learning art on your own the business side of art is very difficult to get into so that podcast is absolutely excellent if you're a working creative um in in any sort of like artistic field um and i listen to omnibus which kind of comes from my love this like weird love i have for ken jennings uh the the former jeopardy champion uh (laughs) and current occasional host actually i didn't even realize today i am wearing a an omnibus t-shirt underneath this so (laughs) i do have some some love for for podcasting um but what it really comes down to is when i'm listening to something or when i'm working basically is when i'm having the time to to listen to something and if i hear a voice um i kind of start to lose my own voice as i'm creating or, or or drawing in any way um and i need to like we were talking about this brand like lo-fi and synthwave like is the yeah. only thing that keeps me in my own head no i'm right there with you we should we should have you write a recommendation for one of those and do the art for oh for, or i'll do the art <laughs> I've, I've worked i i won a contest for three-point perspective and i did do a podcast art for them at one point in the past wow um, but it would be fun to do do something for them that would be cool yeah well, yeah, you uh, you do that, and I will draw, and it'll be, be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I interviewed somebody this week who has a podcast where she interviews authors of books, and we were talking about the difference between cover art of books and book art, and she does notice patterns in book art, I guess just maybe because the practice of book art has been around for longer, and she said that 
you know, there's certain tones that will come up in a year or there's certain women facing to the side rather than facing full on uh, interesting things like that. And I, I wonder if you as a designer notice these things in artwork in your everyday life. Gee, I wish I was prepared for that. So no, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't explore a lot of art outside of the sort of like, like my own sort of niche, which is like monsters and robots. So I, I tend to, to stick to a lot of like character design stuff in my own personal work. So, you know, you're, you're making me think more about my own sort of like brain as an artist and, and how I should look further outside of my own realm. But yeah, I can't, I can't give you like an aff affirmative answer there. Yeah, no shoulds. Just uh, just an interesting observation sure. that I had that um, I thought I thought would be interesting to bring up here. Brian, do you notice patterns in cover art? No, I feel like so many of the sh well, I, I mean, I guess just the the, the one person with the yeah. text seems to be very popular. I don't know. I feel like every time I fall into a new show, it looks slightly different. It's, it's memorable. I freaking love. Can I say freaking? Yeah. Is that a curse word? <laughs> I think so. I, I yeah. uh, not enough. Zach, if you're listening to this, don't rat on us. <laughs> I love podcast cover art. I think it is so... I wish I could wear it all on my body. I wish I could tattoo it. But then I learned recently that color tattoos don't stay that well. I just... I think that there's such beauty in this cover art, and I want to get it all as stickers. But I also... I think it's interesting, Albin Brook of Buzzsprout talks all the time about podcast cover art and how important it is to have great looking podcast cover art because we do judge podcasts by their cover art. And that's not a bad thing. It's natural that we look at something and we determine whether or not we're going to listen to it based on the tone that the art gives off. That's what it is, 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 is that tone. Yeah. 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 Just, I'm just scrolling through like our, our Slack channel here and, and looking at the art and you do kind of get a feel for the content of a podcast by that quick glance of even just like, you know, if a font is a little more playful, you kind of understand that you're not going into like necessarily like a crime podcast or something right. along those lines. You really you do. Hope. You do hope. Yeah. Or, or maybe, you know, it could go the other way. Well, that's often what will turn people off from a podcast. Actually, this week, early this week, I kept seeing this podcast pop up on all of the podcast listening apps that I frequent. And it was called Eclipsed. And it was intense looking font, all caps, with a green eclipse. It was a, a picture of the moon and the sun. And the it was gr rendered green rather than natural colors. And I was not interested in it because I thought it was had to do with sci-fi and I thought it had to do with science. And I was like, you know what? Not for me right now. But then I heard somebody say that it was about history. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And I listened to it and it's an amazing show and I love it. And it's right up my alley. But the cover art almost turned me off completely from it. Yeah, that juxtaposition can really, yeah, it can really make or break it, honestly. Yeah. Well, Jake, if you had all the time in the world Budget is no problem. What podcast would you make? Oh, I was actually thinking about this earlier today because like my my life is 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 drawing like it's sort of become my 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 breathing and I don't know how you do it audibly, but I would love to every anyone can draw drawing. I'm artists are going to hate me for this. Drawing is is talent is involved. That's true. You do need some kind of brain, but the skill and the the like push and the passion behind it are really what makes an artist in my opinion and anybody with the time and the patience can become 
an absolutely excellent artist. So if there is a way to sort of teach that and to like even just the basics of drawing, like basically some kind of peloton exercise type situation that you could mm. do audibly, I would love to figure that out. I think yeah. that's doable. There's I, I if I had to make any predictions about the future of audio and the Pacific content predictions of 2021 article came out today with a lot of really interesting predictions. Yeah. And I always like to see that and see what the experts are saying will happen. And if I had to put myself in that position and make up something, and, and I do say make up because it is really hard to make predictions. And ultimately, I think they're all really hopes and not really predictions. Sure. But what I hope for is more instructive podcasts, like more yoga podcasts, more go out for a walk podcast, you know, guide me as I meditate on this walk on the West Side Highway, guide me as I draw, you know, uh, tell me, tell me what's what strokes to take with my pen. And we can test that out. So I think that would be super interesting. I do too. Yeah. Teachable, teachable podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, but but Jake, you just actually started your own newsletter. I oh. want to end with this part because I want everybody to sign up. Tell us about sure. your so like, newsletter. Oh, thank you, thank you, Brian. Yeah, so I I started a newsletter because I'm really terrible at social media. Um, <laughs> I find it to sometimes be a chore, but it's more like I just don't have the time to. It's it's a second job in a lot of cases. I don't have the time to keep up with that in my life. So I started a newsletter that is for basically for my grandma so she can Aww. see what I'm doing but also um, I've created this sort of I guess it's a toy it's it's an inaction figure is kind of what I call it. it's called the paper pal and it exists I actually have it right here it exists to um, as like a I want a toy that can be downloaded for the price of two pieces of paper so my newsletter contains a paper doll essentially that you can color in yourself and a coloring page to sort of like continue the adventure as well as a how to draw guide to draw the character yourself. Um, and it's basically just a, a, a monthly toy that I'm, I'm providing to whoever wants it. But they're, they're modular sort of. So like the next one that's coming out, it's a, it's a chicken is what I'm working on right now for my next, next month. And um, all the clothes are, you can be put on every single one. So I basically want to create sort of like a collectible thing because I grew up with like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures and Garbage Pail Kid cards and comic books and all these things that I just like kept and collected and like became my identity growing up and I want to like continue that and having a two-year-old is the best like critic that exists out there because I can draw <laughs> something and I can show it to like a peer or a mother and they're like that's great that looks great um but i can show it to my daughter and she'll be like that's gross or she'll be like oh. <laughs> yeah or she'll say like what is that yeah exactly and if she can say like it's a dog i'm like done like i did it like you could tell it's what i'm trying to what i'm trying to create exists in your two-year-old brain which is really the brain that i'm shooting for and like you know the the two to five-year-old inside all of us that it kind of exists love it Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Jake, so much for joining us on sure, Sounds Profitable podcast. And we look forward to giving you more inspiration for art and then seeing what you make with it. Thanks. Me too. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a fun year and I hope it continues for a long time.
Heck yeah. I, I honestly don't think at this point Sounds Profitable would be nearly as fun without your art. So I'm glad to hear that. As long as I'm doing this, I want you, you helping out with it. Great. If you want to connect or have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us on social media at Sounds Prof News, at Brian Barletta, or at Ari This and That on Twitter, podcast at soundsprofitable.com for email, or reach out to us via the Yappa link in the show's description. This show is recorded with Squadcast. Squadcast is currently running for the month of December a 50% off deal using Mary Squadcast 21. I use Squadcast for every single thing I do for video recording, audio recording, everything. And I absolutely recommend that all of you check it out as well. If you haven't already, check out the private feed on Supercast for access to the narrated articles and early drops of the interview episodes and Sounds Profitable and Espanol. There's a link in the episode description. Thank you to Evo Terra and Ian Powell for their help on this episode. 